0: joining analytics today a podcast series that focuses on big data and analytics and the latest trends in digital world i am your co-host jeremy roberts and with me always is my co-host samir khan hey samir
1: hey jeremy how's it going
0: yay happy valentine's day
1: i know happy valentine's here we are (laughs) yeah right
0: i forgot this i I wore pink celebrating
1: valentine's on podcast
0: (laughs) yeah right i wore pink for the occasion just for you so
1: (laughs) i have light pink here with some blue
0: uh, there you go, right? <laughs> I, I think what, what I'm really excited about with um, with this topic is today's topic. It, it's really going to be pre- uh, really prevalent with the new, um, I guess, conference series. That's you know, this is conference season, right? Mm-hmm. All the big conferences are starting to ramp up. You know, March, April, May. We're talking all the big players are going to have their conferences in the next few months, if yeah. not in the fall. And the big topic is what? AI. And I a huge I think top. there's people that, I think there's people that get it and the people that don't get it. And people are like, yeah, man, we use AI. I'm like, really? you use you really do use AI? Or no, my tool has AI in it. We don't actually use the AI. We we just use the AI that's in the tool. So today's topic is seven ways AI is transforming marketing and analytics and how to benefit from it. Great topic.
1: Bam, that's exciting. Yeah, that's a really exciting topic.
0: Exactly. So, okay, so let's just get into it. So uh, to recap, seven ways AI is transforming marketing analytics and how to benefit from it, and we're talking about you. Number one, customer data unification. So in, in my eyes, unification is all about breaking down the silos of data, right? We make that joke of saying... You can tell a digital marketer's office because they have multiple screens, right? They have two or three screens at their desk. And what was the old school methodology? You bring up one tool in this screen, one tool in this screen, and another tool in this screen. And then you look at the data to see where it correlates or trends. And if you can't figure that out, you push download raw and you put all that into one Excel spreadsheet. And then you try to run a trend analysis to see where it I mean, that was like, yeah, what
1: do we look up or, you know, try to connect the dots between or try to fix everything in your mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, you and I were doing that eight to 10 years ago, you know, back yeah. in the day before this was, and I hate to say it, there's people that are doing that today. Doing so today. yeah, that's sad. So how, how do we, so with this whole idea around customer data unification, is it about breaking down silos? Is it around connecting data points? Is it like, because some people say, well, Maybe the answer to data unification is a data lake. Just dump it all into a data lake and roll. What what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, those are all valid points. My thoughts on that is, uh, I think, you know, let's let's see how big the problem is. We all know that the data is being produced every second, every nanosecond. And it's being produced in gigabytes and terabytes and uh, exabytes or whatever that next byte is. (laughs) Uh, We're losing count of it. And uh, the organizations today are suffering the same pain point where they're producing so much data that they're not able to uh, encapsulate everything and try to make sense of it. Yeah. Yeah. So the idea of transformation, like truly transforming your business using data cannot be done unless you do that initial layer, which is the foundational layer of data unification. Okay. And in one of the podcasts, we talked about how Data scientist job used to be the sexiest job in the whole world, but now it's the data engineer, like the person who can actually put the data together so the data scientist can start making sense of the data. You know, Their job is not to do the dirty work.
0: Okay, so let me ask you this. Yes. Most companies wish that they had a single platform of all of the same family of products, right? So for, for our experience and our corporate world experience, the IBM family of products, the Adobe family of products, Microsoft, the Salesforce family of products, right? If you keep everything within the same family, it's unified. I'm using air quotes here for people who don't watch you know, video. <laughs> it's unified. But most people don't have just the same family. They have legacy tools that they'll never get rid of because they spent millions of dollars to integrate this into their systems. And they're hoping that your family of products has some magical API that's going to connect with it. So how do you? what do you mean by customer data unification then? Is it still yeah. thrown into a data lake? Absolutely, so uh, data lake is
1: definitely a large, uh, more like an IT solution that most companies are moving towards that allows them to dump a whole lot of data from multiple sources. But I don't think it's a solution for everything, right? Uh-huh. You still need more powerful technology the data lake technology is more like a, you know, you imagine like a, a cloud-based container where yeah. you store all the data and you, you're going to build the cubes, you're going to build the data framework on top of it so everyone can access the data. But what most organizations don't pay attention to is even now the data is being produced, <clears throat> it's been produced in someone's computer. It's still being produced in some type of Excel spreadsheet. If you're working with a third-party vendor, you're still going to get that data in some type of FTP format. And you can't just take the data from the vendor and dump it to the data lake because then again, you're taking bad data and you're putting it into the systems It will make it bad. So this is where I feel like artificial intelligence technology yes. can come into place where before the data actually gets to your data lake or whatever you want to call that, a large data repository, these technologies will integrate and they're going to do the data standardization, data cleanup, they're going to do the data duplication. They're going to look at massive millions and gazillions of rows of data, and they're going to run these processes very, very quickly in the back end through machine learning algorithms, clean it up, standardize it. Then you ingest that into your data lake. That part will improve overall data consumption and will make data readily available for digital transformation or organizational transformation.
0: So let's break this down quickly and we'll move on to the next one. Break this down quickly for the common marketer who says, I'm not an AI genius. I understand what AI does. Um, I have tools that say they have AI built into it. I mean, what are the big ones, right? Watson, Sensei, um, Einstein, right? And we'll go into that later. But a lot of these tools have AI built into it. Like when you go to the Martech conference, you'll see there's going to be a half a dozen companies out there that have AI built Mm -hmm. into it. It's doing this for you automatically without. At least it
1: says in the marketing material. (laughs) 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 Look at
0: my, look at my, this. You know, it says you have AI. Just slap the word AI in there, and it will make it cool. (laughs) Remember, remember, it used to be what three sixty. Yeah, omni channel. Omni channel. That was the big one. (laughs) We do omni channel. Now it's AI. Exactly. It, right, so, it, yeah, it, I think AI word has
1: been abused quite a bit. If you start to, and that's a, that's a whole other podcast, but if you start to look at how people are using AI for everything. Yes. In, in my view, AI is something that can tell you what is about to happen, leveraging you know machine learning algorithm on, on a ton of data set. But yeah. if you're just doing machine learning algorithm to tell you uh, the historical stuff without any intelligence, it's not AI. I mean, it's automation. So, like, you know, AI is like uh, artificial intelligence or automated intelligence, right? It's two different words. You can't just do one thing and you say, "Oh, I'm I'm gonna be AI." But again, <laughs> whole, whole, uh, different concept. But so, yeah. So, marketer, going back to your original point, uh, from a marketing standpoint, what you need to understand, like, there are companies, like, you know, there's a company called Unification yep. that does exactly what I was saying earlier. They have a machine learning. Solution that standardizes and uh, your data before you get ingested into the technologies that props your data, makes it available, dedupe said, so you can ingest into whatever systems that you want. So, from a marketing standpoint, if you you know, this is something that at least the customer data unification you have to work with your IT teams, uh, depending on how big or small your organization is, especially if you're big, you know, we normally talk about medium to bigger organization when you're facing. Uh, these types of challenges work with your IT team, identify what your core data needs are, the sources where you're getting the data from, uh, where the data currently resides. If you have rogue databases, all of that needs to be taken into consideration and then augmented technologies like unification uh, or similar that can help you make sense of the data for further use.
0: Yeah, and so for the average marketer, if you don't know anything about it, you probably have a tool that has AI built into it and is doing work for you without you knowing. Right. Yeah, cool. So number two, uh, one of the uh, second way that it's transforming marketing analytics, how you can benefit from it, surfaces key insights. So when you're talking about key insights, are we talking about KPIs? Are we talking about anomaly detection?
1: Both, All right? I think it's a combination of, it's a combination of KPIs. It's a combination of anomaly detection. It's a combination of next best action. Uh, that's also another ne- uh, buzzword that's flowing around like, hey, how do we target the customer with the next best action? And the only way to do that is if you're going to be able to surface yeah. insights very quickly through mounds of data, you know, siphon through the data and identify like, okay, this is what you should provide your customer.
0: So, so and I would say most people, what they do is they look at their primary key KPIs. They'll go through and they when I used to run weekly reports, my management could care less about anything else. They wanted to measure my last week's success by the primary KPIs. They mm-hmm. looked at those five KPIs and whatever. What I wanted to start doing was looking at my secondary KPIs, right? Exactly. This So secondary KPIs, because you could think, man there was just an increase in newsletter signups and we were trying to do something completely different. We're just trying to get people to buy something, right? But I think what you're saying here is it's beyond primary KPIs, it's beyond secondary KPIs, but it's really in this idea that it's surfacing something that you have not even thought about.
1: Exactly, yeah. So a great example is, let's say if you're looking into your analytics data, a simple example could be a digital analytics data. And there's you know millions of records and now you're trying to make sense out of it. What if this AI technology like Adobe now has, which is Adobe Sensei, yep. and automatically tell you like, hey, this cohort of visitors are coming back to your website for the fourth time. They have consumed five pieces of your white paper and now they're watching this video series. That to me is like okay, these are really engaged and they have not converted. So these are really engaged people that you should go target with a specific on-site or off-site messaging. It makes it very powerful. Another example, Salesforce. Uh, in Salesforce, you have Einstein. So before, you know, you're you're trying to figure out like okay, where is my opportunity? Is it in the in the MQL stage or it's moved to the SQL stage? What's going on in between that? What if the Salesforce can tell like this specific group of opportunities? is interacting uh, with your salespeople a lot, and they're also having this connection with this another account manager. uh, So you may want to have further conversation from an account-based perspective with this company. That's a very powerful insight. So that's where AI comes into uh, surfacing insights. from. And here's
0: here's a watching example, just to give you the trifecta, right? So you have Sensei, Einstein's, or here's a Watson example. There are tools that I used to work with in Watson that allowed you to go in and say, look, you need to send this email campaign out, let's say to a thousand people. Of those thousand people, we're going to tell you that, let's say 500 of those people, you need to send a dollar amount offer promotion, right? A dollar amount promotion, always send $20 off, $10 off, whatever. That's only for 500 people. The other, um, let's say 350 people use a percentage because they do not react with dollars. They see dollars like, eh, I want to, I want a percentage off then. Great
1: example.
0: Yeah. Furthermore, what it does, it'll say, look, the 150 people left, don't send them anything. If you send them something, these people were unsubscribed and they're gone. Mm -hmm. So that means it's, it's being smart and saying, yeah, we're reducing the size of people that you're sending to. So instead of sending to a thousand people, you're only sending to 850 people, but the smarter way.
1: Yeah, exactly. More relevant, more targeted. Absolutely.
0: Exactly. This is very cool stuff. So I think what this is, is if, if you don't have the tools that automatically do this, because not every company can afford the, the price of, a Watson, a sensei of, of, you know, an Einstein or whatever other AI right, tool. And the thing is funny, a lot of these AI tools actually borrow from those three core ones, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and and I, mean, I know- At the end
1: of the day, it's machine learning, right? You know, that's what they're learning, doing. Yeah. So machine learning is not new. I think that's the part of where people get a little bit confused about. It's like the whole concept of artificial intelligence is based on machine learning which is not necessarily new. Now there are new ways and new patterns and new methodology, how you're yep. going to process the data and surface the insight to become more intelligent. But the concept, it's, it's been there for quite some time.
0: hundred percent agree. Cool. Number three. So another way that AI is transforming marketing analytics, it automates content management. And I love this one. So when you're talking about content management, we're talking about assets, right? You're talking about when you're saying content management, you're looking at something like a, a, a sites tool where you're able to build a site and you want to manage all the content that's in that site. And that content could be images. It could be uh, text. Video, like, audio. Radio, audio, any of those
1: paper, blog posts. And
0: so, yeah, and we talk about automation. One of the things that what we used to have to do in the past is have the checklist, right? In that checklist, if it's an image, put your alt text in. Put in all of your tags, right? Maybe you might be lazy and say, "I'm gonna only put three tags in instead of all 15 tags that it needs." Or, you know, it. We have these campaigns. You should only use these lines of content, or ver, or words to put in this. Because if not, you're saying the wrong thing. You know. So, is this kind of what we're talking about here?
1: Yeah, it, you know, the whole idea of like a CMS platform. You know, take a simple CMS platform like WordPress. Uh, it is a it is a very powerful platform, but WordPress you have to do a lot of manual stuff, manual. right? So let's yeah. say if you have to categorize them, you have to do the taxonomy, you do the tags, and all those things, and then you're able to provide at least some level of categorization for content. Yep. Now, if you flip that to actually, uh, no pun intended, a company called Uberflip, what they do is they take this content from a variety of different sources uh, on your web properties and digital properties, and they build a content hub yep. that is personalized based on the user experience. So let's say if you are targeting a company, uh, General Electric, and you want the content to talk about specific use cases and needs for General Electric, you can do that in in, in a flip of a button. And that's why they're called Uber Flip is because now all of this uh, artificial intelligence machine learning is happening in the back end that is collecting all the data, doing the taxonomy, arranging the content, and making it available in the content hub and very very quickly and so
0: when you say a range experience and when you say a range what it's also doing is then auto cropping right mm-hmm. it's auto positioning the the content the way you wanted to see and it's repositioning that content to be able to say here's this dimension of a desktop here's this dimension of a tablet here's this dimension of of a phone or of a you know lg phone versus an iphone and it rearranges; it auto rearranges all that stuff for you. Yeah, it
1: does all the responsive stuff in addition to, you know, the 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 schematic and the content. Absolutely. Stuff. And the other That's thing we can also. Stuff.
0: Yeah, the, the last thing I think would would to note, and this is something I've had experience with recently, is auto tagging. That is the biggest one to where once you start to train the AI in a machine within your products or with within your set what it starts to do is auto tag based on the things that it knows that you're looking for. It adds in right. those key auto tags. And yeah. so, you know, uh, imagine you have a group of people, let's say um, that are not meant to, they're, they're not SEO experts, right? They're not there to tag stuff. All they are is just to make things look pretty. So they're rearranging and doing all this stuff. Their job is not to auto tag. So these systems will then auto tag for you. So it just makes life easier. That's
1: awesome. Yeah.
0: Very Cool. So, moving quickly along, right? Number 4. Uh the fourth way that AI is going to transform marketing analytics is it'll manage customer communication. And this is all about the infamous what? chatbots and
1: chat stuff. Chatbots. Right? Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> so, quickly for our, for our listeners, what is your definition of a chatbot? Because everybody always hears about them. Hears about them. What, what do you say a chatbot is?
1: Well, a chatbot is, you know, if you're in a very simple example, if you're in Facebook, you notice like some of the pages in Facebook, they have a chatbot where you send a message and immediately get a response from a non-human uh, machine, like a robot. Uh, so it's, it's like a chat robot, right? That's in very simple way and a lot of companies they use a chat robot in a variety of formats some use in text messaging you may have seen like the uh, chat bots implemented confirm
0: your appointment kind of thing yeah
1: confirm your appointment and you know say reply yes or no that's like a basic chat bot in some companies where you're going to go on their facebook page you'll see a more detailed chat bot where they're going to ask you a specific questions they're going to actually set up your appointment and do a lot more a whole lot more than the basic chat bots um uh, So, yeah, I mean, another another form is like you go to a website and then you have a conversation with someone. You actually set up a meeting and you don't even know. Like, I had a very good experience with this other company. The name actually runs out of my mind. But uh, basically, I went to their website. I wanted to schedule a demo. Every single thing was done through a chatbot. And my demo invite reached my calendar and it was already available. So that whole whole package, uh, uh, there's been some latest development in uh, natural language processing which will allow the chatbot to become more and more human-like. And it's no longer like, hey, what is your name? What is your last?" It's no longer like a rudimentary. It's more um, conversational. It's more natural. Uh, yeah. That's what's happening in the chat world. And, and I think the, the idea of communication with your customers and prospect is changing significantly because of that.
0: So my warning, my personal warning, and Samir can feel different about this, is use chatbots only to things that you think will not... Ruin the level of customer experience you're trying to have or trying to offer to your clients. If you if you take away that intimacy with a customer where you need to talk to a human, don't put a chatbot in its place because all you're going to do is piss them off. <laughs> that yeah, that's saying. a good
1: point. It it, yeah. it definitely has its use cases, and you know you cannot use chatbot as a replacement for every single uh, salesperson or uh, account management touch point. Right, you, you have to have some level of human in there. But simple things like if you want to, if someone is ready to set up a demo, perfect example to do that completely through a chatbot versus someone wants to get more detail, uh, you know, the, kind of the second level of conversations, identify more details, have a thorough conversation with sales rep. It, I don't think it replaces the sales rep.
0: I agree. Cool. So number five uh, is AI is transforming marketing and analytics through uh Let's see. Developing new ad platforms, and specifically when you're talking about with that, it's augmented reality, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. And that's uh, another powerful marketing channel or advertising channel that's come into existence is with augmented reality. Uh, it's already happening. A lot of great, yes. things, like UCAM uh, makeup by L'Oreal. Uh, there is another company called Pipe Ninja. They have a way where you can take a static image and hover over your mobile devices using their apps and it will tell you extra information about that thing. Like, like the, a box, you bought a cereal box. You want to know yeah. what cereal? It will paint the picture.
0: Apple just recently showed that in the last keynote back in the fall, in the September keynote, where they were talking about the new launch of the new products and they talked about their AI solution. So they used, I believe it was Adidas as an example. And the guy went up and he was sitting there and he went and he showed, you know, um, shoes like you walking into a store and he opened up the app and all of a sudden he was able to explode do an exploding view of the shoe and in that shoe they're able to say it has look this sole this thing the tongue is made out of this and then he clicked on something he was able to find out specs about it you know waterproof duh, 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 mesh top for breathability, you know, all these different features. And I was like, that's
1: yeah, awesome. pretty powerful. And imagine yeah. going to a store, you know, same example that you gave, like imagine you go to a shoe store and you place your app without even talking to anyone. You're going to get so much more information about that shoes that no one in the store can actually tell you. So it makes it very, the augmented the whole idea of augmented advertising. And on top of that, if I were to insert a coupon, in that augmented reality, you know, there you go. So that gives me an opportunity to save yeah. dollars directly through this augmented reality application.
0: Agree. Cool. So number six, uh, the sixth way that AI is going to transform marketing analytics is to accelerate content production. That is a big one because of what uh, I remember the, the, the most memorable Forbes article that, that I remember reading was the success of startups. And the successful startups compared to most others, they had four x the amount of content than the others had, because they made sure that everybody knew who they were. And it's not that it was great content; it was just the amount of content.
1: Yeah, and I think the, that's the that's the catch. Like you know, it has to be it, it has to be quantity as well as the quality. Now, from a content production, it's for it's not easy for everyone to do a really good job in production of videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where uh, a, a new form of AI companies have popped up where they allow you to take the text and produce really attractive videos from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, one such company is like when we, we an example we have is like Wibits. So Wibbits, what they do is they you enter a whole bunch of text or so probably a PowerPoint presentations, and it converts that into really uh, thoughtful and memorable videos. Um, So that's another way for, you know, let's say if you have a whole bunch of text, you want to go produce videos, or you have a ton of blog posts that you want to convert to video Wibis is a great example on where you can go and for very, very cost effectively convert them into powerful videos. So that's where I think, you know, accelerating your content production notion comes in. It's like AI is going to help you facilitate that which was not possible before AI.
0: Completely agree. Cool. So last one. Um, this is a big one and we kind of touched on this one before. So the seventh way that AI is going to transform marketing analytics is it's going to personalize the user experience and it's kind of like an oxymoron. You're, you're saying AI automation. It's doing it itself based on data, but then you're talking about personalizing user experience. So yeah. most people will say, well, how can you get a machine to help me personalize something that really, you know, matters most to people, which is their user experience. And I have a good answer to that, but I just want to get your thoughts first.
1: Yeah, my thought is
0: uh,
1: absolutely, like you said, is it, it, the AI itself, it's a very, it's, it's machine driven. So it, there is no human component to it. But there has been latest advancement in um, the, the human connectivity to AI. You know, there's some technology called emotion AI. What Emotion yep. AI does is it's a cutting-edge AI application which does facial recognition, and it combines with machine learning. So let's say if you're sitting in front of a computer, your camera is on, and what if it will take your facial expression and it will personalize that web page for you? The colors that you see, the content uh, that you read, all of that, like the, the products that you're seeing in the website just based on your facial expression, like if you're feeling happy or sad or however that be. That's where uh, the AI technology comes in, is it takes that whole experience and just by grasping your facial expression or the color of your eye and things like that from the camera, it will change it for you.
0: And I think what's amazing about that is what it's not doing is, don't think of AI in this example replacing tried and true human to human customer experience. It's an enhancement. All it is is just an enhancement to what you do best. So, yeah, and that's
1: a great point. Like, if you think about it from uh, today, if you're a marketer, like, especially the marketers who are doing a, more, a lot of repeatable stuff, uh, marketing ops professionals, marketing campaigns, and analytics, and all kinds of marketing professionals, you need to start thinking about how you know you're going to leverage AI and be yes. on top of it instead of getting replaced by AI. Like, right? That's sooner or later if the technology advances and it becomes to a way where your job will be probably under the line because now the AI could do 10 times better and 50 times more faster than what you're doing. So try and start playing with these AI technologies, understand how do they fit into their uh, your MarTech uh, spectrum and be on top of these technologies.
0: I completely agree. Cool. I think that's it. So this is a, a little bit shorter of an episode for us, but I think it's it's short and sweet and it's fantastic. I mean, seven ways AI is transforming marketing analytics today it's pretty straightforward and and this has always been fantastic man so love it great looking forward for your feedback on analytics todaypodcast.com. yes thank you and uh, like I said as always as Samir says you know come in send us an email about topics you want to see people you want us to interview you know go ahead and please please do some reviews tell us what you think and so on and we love what we do Great, thank you. Thanks, man. We'll see you later. Bye.